0: Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy!
1: Cause I'm in the shit Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out on-
2: I have a question for you guys if you were to travel to a desert island and there was only one album you could take what would it be neil
3: well yes a deserted island or a desert island um (laughs) what is it
2: desert or is it i don't know i don't what could be a desert island with condos but what, Did I say desert island?
3: Yeah, know. but that's what people usually say. But I think everyone means to say deserted. Desert. Oh, I thought <laughs> I said, when
2: you said that, I was like, well, I said deserted island. So what are you talking about? A desert? I want to go like, to a
0: desert island. <laughs> I'm pretty desert sure there's island. no desert island. Desert I want to go to fucking, it, it's like the Big Rock Candy Mountains. <laughs> want to or... dive
2: into cho- a chocolate cake island. Just <laughs> live there.
3: Well, I'd say one that I would definitely take. It'd be, uh, it'd be a tough call to to finally figure out which one but um electric ladyland is so good it's so long it's got a lot of rock a lot of different emotions going on it's um and especially the part um mid album where he goes into that 1983 a merman i should turn to be seems like Mm -hmm. it'd be a good tune for uh staring out at the waves Nah, (laughs) i don't agree I, you don't have to agree. This is a personal thing. I didn't, yeah. You don't get to take it. <laughs> you it's don't off. agree. Or no, no, you're your banned from it. It's a statement. <laughs> I won't be there, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying. Okay.
2: Because right. it's deserted.
3: Right. Yeah. If it was a uh, desert island. <laughs> if
2: it was a desert island, possibly.
0: I don't want you uh, in my fudged pond either. So if it's a desert island, you <laughs> go. You go. You go <laughs> at the doors. Right. You
2: know. You, you take some ayahuasca <laughs> in the doors. Jonathan, what about you? What What, what would you take to a desert island?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, like, there's a lot of ways to answer the question. Why don't you elaborate on the uh, different ways to answer this question? Okay, so there's, like, there's the question of, like, what would you say is the best album versus what would you say is your favorite album to hear versus, like, how long is it? How many songs? There's all these things. So I would...
2: Well, my my caveat would be, I mean, I think it's it's what would you want to hear on an island? I don't. It doesn't have to be your favorite album. It's like if you could, had one album you had to listen oh, that's to, what for I was days to get. on an island. Yeah.
0: Okay. I would probably go off the top of my head with one of the one of the few, I think one of the earlier like at least released Grateful Dead concerts, the Live Dead, and I don't know if it's an actual single concert, but the reason why is because there's such an improvisational element but it's good it's really tight that like i think i think it would feel it'd be nice to have my mind like activated over like a 28 minute jam i feel like if i just because it's like you have time to hang out listen to the fucking whole song right and it's a good one it's really worth it (laughs) um yeah okay because if i was burning through like two and a half minute motown songs i might just fucking end it
2: <laughs> you'd be you'd be too happy. Just, you'd be just like, like God,
0: I need some complexity to dig into. Like it's like Tolstoy, I, right, or something. Yeah, if yeah, I, yeah, I've never read Tolstoy. Yeah. I have no
2: idea. What it's Ooh, like. that's another question. What book would you take? Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with um, Billie Holiday, The Complete Verve. Recordings of her. It has a lot of my favorite songs of hers on it, and I I just feel like that would be a
3: good vibe (laughs) to have on a desert island.
0: I disagree. I feel like you're giving a wine aficionado answer here. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think you're digging deep. I don't. I think you'd be tired of that shit within an
2: hour. Look, she's she's probably she's a top three vocalist for me. I really enjoy when I'm trying to relax listening to her. So, I think if I was on a desert island, that's what. Yeah. And I would want to do is relax. Yeah. Okay. If it's something more modern, I would go Z by MMJ.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tough call because anything you're gonna get sick of. What album wouldn't get old fast? But they all would. And yeah. and your record would be the least of your concerns.
0: Okay, but here's okay, but here's the thing. So here's I think where it, it, this is specifically Desert Island Answer. This isn't. What's the best album or favorite no, album?
3: No, it's it's factoring in, like, what could you listen to for eternity? So here's
0: the other thing, then. <laughs> I might go the other way and go with a best-of classical album because you want shit that. you can dig yeah, into and yeah. discover layers and levels of that. It. it can't yeah. be just superficial. It's well, got to be something that you can dig and keep finding new ways to hear it.
3: Yeah, and I was thinking it would be good... To to try an instrumental or even like an Italian album that's good, like where you don't know what they're saying and you just get to make up your own words every day. Oh, no, you, you know? know I
0: would get? I would get motherfucking Rosetta Stone, How to Speak Fucking French, come back, you speaking fucking Rosetta French. That's uh-huh. what I would do. I would come you, back.
2: You got, Actually, Edith Piaf would be a, a decent one Motherfucker, as well.
0: this is not cigar aficionado. I feel like you just give these answers. <laughs> Edith, I've never heard you listen to Edith Piaf in your life.
2: Well, no, no, no. I managed a hotel for a while. We had like three albums that were on all the time. And it was Edith Piaf. There were like 30 songs on the album. There was Nora, the Nora Jones album that was just everywhere for a while. And then it was, um, oh, I can't remember the other one. I, it, it may have been like Rod Stewart, American Songbook or something like that. But the Edith Piaf and the Nora Jones, like the Nora, Nora Jones played out. After a while, yeah. I was just like, oh, God, I, n- I never want to hear this again. The Edith Piaf, I could, I could hear that. Even now, to this day, and be good.
0: The, um, a couple weeks back, my wife and I were driving back from San Francisco, and and we listened to <laughs> OK Computer. Ooh, and that was that's a fucking great album. That's a great, it's a
2: bit abrasive. It sometimes if I was gonna go with a look, radiohead, I'm saying
0: album, I don't know if I I couldn't do it on a desert island. I, it would only I'd feel more. I, that's isolated. my favorite
2: Radiohead album. But on Desert Island, I would probably go Kid A or The Benz. Yeah,
3: High and Dry.
0: I, I can't. I'm not listening to Radiohead on a desert island. I would def, I would kill myself before the fucking album ended.
3: It's like, how about? I, I just wanted to feel more isolated. I put it on fucking Radiohead. How about just taking an album that is for a specific use? Just take Rage Against the Machine and only use it when you need to get fucking fired up. Just it's 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 just there, like break glass in case of emergency. Just fucking. No, no, bomb no. Track. We're talking
2: on a desert island where it's like there's almost speakers in every palm tree, and you're like. <laughs> it's gonna be playing always, like like when I used to work at a hotel. Oh, you don't get to turn it off. It's just all the time. You don't get to turn it off. Oh, it's God. just always all going. On, well right. that's Maybe... different.
0: That's much different. Here's it's like just you know, always playing. you talking palm tree speakers? If you are talking yeah. palm tree speakers, I'm, I'm talking, talking fucking, fucking speakers. John Williams soundtrack. Fucking, I'm just everything's a fucking adventure. I'm getting up. I'm taking a shit. Bump dum, bump bum dum, bump Yeah, E. T. You know. You're, I like that. that I like that.
3: Yeah, that. Speakers on the trees. There's many albums that you couldn't take. I feel like Pet Sounds would be a quick suicide.
0: <laughs> no, the <laughs> quickest suicide would be The Lion Sleeps Tonight.
2: No, no the no. quickest suicide would be any Offspring album.
0: No, no, no. If you're, if you're sitting there oh. and you heard, In the jungle, the mighty jungle, a we mo, You'd be like, what the fuck? He, <laughs> I'm it would just be like fucking cast away but like insanity well
2: uh <laughs> speaking of insanity uh, uh on that note you're listening to pod give rock and roll to you and uh we are talking about desert island music this week for no specific reason
3: well I'm, you're about to hear my take on ray charles on a desert island <laughs> exactly. Uh,
2: because this week we were discussing Neil's real Desert Island pick. Uh, Hallelujah, I Love Her So by Ray Charles from the 1956 album Ray Charles, or Hallelujah, I Love Her So, released on Atlantic, written by Ray Charles, and produced by Jerry Everybody Wexler. Me
1: how I, know. I smiled at them and said she told me so. That's why I know. Oh, I know. Hallelujah, I just know.
0: It's always been a personal favorite I, um, I'm um, i not sure when I first heard it At some point I think via Clapton doing Hard Times On the 24 Nights album Which I know you hate, Neil But like, still, it still introduced me to that song And then I looked up to see who it was And it's, oh, this it Ray Charles song And then, and I mean, everyone to some extent knows of Ray Charles I heard a lot of him His country stuff growing up, like Seven Spanish Angels and all that. But that really made me, I went and sought out that song. And then through that, I discovered more and more. I mean, he has a really deep catalog. You know, I I love the sound of the piano. I always think pianists are probably the most knowledgeable folks in the group. It's just, it's laid out to be understood. And this song, that riff right out of the gate, it's a great riff. The blah, da, 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 that kind of stuff, which I'm a sucker for, for good riffs, piano or guitar. The way the tempo, the way it jumps, it has such a spring and it, you can almost say the song it's like it has a spry quality to it, highly energetic, but it's also focused. It's concise and it's, it, it literally sounds like the feeling of being excitedly in love with someone. And mm-hmm. then the sax solo in the middle, the way it plays off the chords or even preceding the solo, the the little B section is fantastic. Uh, it's a great composition, and then the solo, the way it bounces off the chord changes is something I've always dug. I always look forward to hearing it, yeah, it's just a it has a it's a power packed little song you know it has a lot going for it, and it seems simple enough, but it's not all due respect to Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is an equally great song, but it's not just some dudes banging out some chords in a garage, right? Like There's a bit, there's a bit of yeah. knowledge going on. But it doesn't lose. Sometimes when people have that knowledge, they'll lose the spontaneity and the urgency that you hear in Smells Like Teen Spirit. But this still has artistry and, and knowledge combined.
3: I agree with everything you said, Jonathan, but I never thought it seemed simple. It's, it seems pretty polished and pretty genius to me, but I know what you're saying. Like the, the it's content, just such the sto- a groove. The narrative, the story, yeah, the story, yeah. is symbol. Right, right. I love Ray Charles. For years, I would say if I had to go to a desert island, the the if I could bring one record, it would be Ray Charles' The Atlantic Years. And I know that's not an album. You guys can give me shit if you want, but. <laughs> it's not as um, great as his I've always loved his music because it's so <laughs> poppy. It, it's so like, it's got so much soul in it but also polish, it's got a little bit of everything. I will admit probably half the reason I, I would pose that question to people just so I could say my answer. Ray Charles, The Atlantic Years. Uh, you would ask
0: people <laughs> what their favorite desert island?
3: I mean, not really, I, but but I but I would tee people up knowing my answer, obviously. That's just
0: funny. so you could overpower them with your answer? <laughs> just,
3: this song specifically, just it's rooted in rhythm and blues, but still such a great pop song. It's so melodic and just, it bounces all over the place. It's, it's like, it's nonstop, even though it has a lot of stops. <laughs> it's not nonstop
0: um, like an, air, like an
3: air, airline. Yeah, it's not yeah. that kind of nonstop. <laughs> There's a, a couple layovers. <laughs> but I mean, how could um, anyone not like this song? I mean, I know if it, it, it may not always be the right time to put it on, but Ray... And this is just an ex- another extension of just his greatness, you know. Like
2: you, Jonathan, I don't remember when I heard this particular song, or really, if I ever have before this week. But I knew it when, like, I first put it on uh, this week. I mean, I, so I guess in that sense, it's just part of the ether, <laughs> you know, which you could say about Ray Charles in general. I love the fact that this song is fun; it's upbeat. It's happy, like you said. It, it really has the energy of being in love, and th- this does kind of sound like the hits he was producing throughout the '50s, like a little bit. But it's such a finely tuned piece of like just American music. It's it's jazzy. It's it's R and B. It's catchy and it pops. Like a part of me, and I you know I'm not a music historian, but I feel like something like this is is the genesis of of, of like modern American pop. In, in mm-hmm. a
3: sense,
2: yeah, it's so compact and and just gets you moving, and it's just everything that you pretty much want in a pop song in 2021 as
3: well. So And it's not like bubblegum pop; it's it's got so much soul in it, but it's still such a catchy tune.
0: Well, it's him really kind of in inventing, at least playing a part in being inventing R and B because it's clearly gospel, jazz, and blues. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. So, and yeah. it's like combining those things together. And, and, and the, the piano is such a great instrument for all three of those things.
2: But doing it in a way that it's not rock and roll necessarily. This is this is basically uh, pop music, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Once you pull the jazz in, that kind and of there's, music there's bump. there's no guitar. <laughs> exactly. Well, what's what's so funny
2: is this song is loosely based on a Night Turner song.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not an uncommon chord progression. The progression itself
3: is No,
2: no, no. You listen to this. It's great. Uh, I listen to it. Ike Turner song, Get It Over Baby, and it's basically a rock and roll version of this song. Oh, that's but what I'm saying. It's it,
3: not With some uncommon. different words. But it, it's, it's got a different arrangement. I mean, he starts in a different place. It's not ba na 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 Yeah,
2: no, no. There's different parts, but, it, the, but yes, the, r- you, the rhythm. as soon as I put it on, I was like, like is, oh, yeah, it. It's like, yes. oh, yeah, okay.
3: But it's like and, You
0: Send Me in Blue Moon, and these songs should, all have the same chord progression. So it's just one of those
3: and when it's was closer that, than that. When yeah, was the Ike I,
0: I, I
2: song think, recorded? Fifty three or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, a little earlier. But it was just so funny to hear the two of them. And here Ike's songs, it's rough, it's kind of edgy. It's yeah, almost like it's
3: it's good. It's, I, it's, it's it's it's
2: really good, but it's really rocking. And this is just catchy and poppy. And like you literally like you know he always plays, and they show him with his head doing that. That's how it, you want to move when you hear the song. Is mm-hmm. is the way he moves when he plays piano. And for yeah, him I mean, to be able to be like, this is how I'm going to make you move the way I'm moving to this, that's fucking impressive.
0: It's just tragically hilarious how no one ever even thinks about Ike Turner being a musician. Like <laughs> yeah. most fuckers don't even know <laughs> I do have a funny Ray Charles story, though. When tell
2: it? Chime in since we're back on Ray Charles.
0: Ray was probably born in maybe the late 20s, early 30s. So, I mean, by, by the time I was born, he was already a, like the elder statesman of pop music. and Oh, yeah. It's such a reverence, right? He's like the earth. It's like he's so, it's like you just can't imagine a world without Ray Charles. He's so significant. You can't imagine
3: music. You can't imagine American
2: yeah. music without Ray Charles, for sure. Yeah.
3: And it, like everything we listen to now, there's a little bit of him in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly And so like He was
0: Like I said he was, he was like Einstein Or something You just can't imagine The world before him So I always thought of him Almost in a very Grandfatherly Kind of Very Reverent Way And I saw um, Some documentary When I was I don't know I was a kid I was probably 10 or 11 Or something And uh, It was him And Quincy Jones And some other guys In a studio And they were hanging mm-hmm. out And it was when Johnny Carson uh, Was getting divorced from his wife and on the cover it was like Johnny Carson's wife wants is like 77 million dollars and Ray Charles like there ain't a man in this room that's ever got 77 million dollars worth of pussy and I was like, holy shit, Uncle Ray, what the fuck, man? And I was like, and I just, I was like, oh, didn't you realize? I was like, no, that's a wild man right there, dude. He's
1: and then not he was your like, good. you well, got the right one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: thought it was so great. Well, just, and so charismatic. You can tell this, his songs, you can tell that he was kind of like a just a quick witted kind of but, dude. And, and it could have been
0: 17 million, but it was, it was like, cause they were, they were just, but it was still, he <laughs> was like. Inflation, bro. Exactly. Exactly. But he was, it was just so years. funny how like I was like whoa because you would just assumed
3: seventy-seven million dollars today.
0: <laughs> but I was just like oh shit he's a fucking
3: you know wow man. I mean, are straight- you sur- are you
2: surprised some a man born in the twenties or thirties that well when I was talking, ten I, mean, I was yeah for sure because
0: I was like because he was just like you know your fucking sweet uncle who just plays piano at church. Who's no, on the Pepsi no. commercials? He's a pussy accountant, turns out. <laughs> He's on Pepsi <laughs> commercials
2: and, and sings Giorgio on my mind. Kind that, that's kind of how I knew him growing up.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: But, uh, well, let, let's get back. So, Jonathan, you picked this song. What is your favorite part about the song? If you could pick one thing about the song, what is
0: it? Okay. My favorite part is not necessarily the most important part of the song. My favorite okay. part is the sax solo. It's that when he plays a boot, that that boot, that that da that da da it's so good. It, it's like a call in response. It's like he's bouncing. He plays like one note from each chord, and it's so sick. And, and, and the sick. stops,
2: it's it's it seems so simple, but so also so complex, and and, and it, 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 it's phenomenal. I, I could I couldn't believe how good that, It's so good. Uh, I think it's which yeah. it's 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 Don Wilkerson is okay. playing that. Okay. Yeah, um,
3: it's it's professional. It's. I mean, right it's so it legit gets, it's just so well, good well and we've
2: talked about uh, you know a couple times on this podcast about how back in the 50s and before songs were so fast that and you know i mean i guess guitars weren't really electric yet that the sax was the mm-hmm. solo yeah. instrument that the right, kind of right, go-to right. solo instrument this song isn't like um you know the little richard song we talked about where it's like just speed it, it, it the tempo is nice because and, that's more and rock
0: and roll that's rock and roll <laughs>
2: There's pretty much two different parts kind of starts off with a pretty typical sax, but then he does go into that call and response call and response and then there's the stop and then he kind
3: of builds it back up into the the, back,
0: the end of it is my favorite the that's my I, I love that shit it's yeah. fantastic
3: and it's great how a sax can do in some ways so much more than a guitar It has so much bass and like just the tack to it just a boom 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 like you can't, oh, you can't get that on a guitar but it, no, no. it's a certain vibe though oh okay. yeah
0: it it it, it, it is it, and that the pull really pulls that jazz element that being said the opening riff followed by the because it's like blah <friends enact> then the next part the <playthrough> yeah it's Ülay. like that's probably my other favorite <laughs> part because it's, so well, it's big almost so like tight. he's
2: it's almost okay. like he's taken the big band into the juke joint a little bit. Well,
0: that's kind of what's going yeah.
3: on, because like it's like Duke or Ellington, into the but, ch-
2: or into the church basically. You take yeah. them out of the church, sure,
3: and like, I, it's like Duke yeah. Ellington
0: getting smaller, right?
3: That's why I love Ray Ray Charles because it is like that big band feel, but still a little grit to it, you know, with his voice and just the arrangements, the the way it's recorded. Um, this
2: was released in '56 as a single, and then again on the album in '57. But it's like he's taking the previous. 30 years music, and he's like, all right, this is where we're going now. Mm-hmm. This, this is where we're going to go from here. It's almost like he was kind of resetting, you know, whatever Elvis was doing his thing with rock and roll and, and rockabilly and stuff like that. And, but he was almost doing that thing with pop music. Like, this is where popular music is going to yeah. go from well, here Him and, him here and
0: Sam Cooke. Right. Absolutely. But Sam
2: Cooke is almost, he's almost more of a... Well,
0: he's a vocalist, and he's gospel yeah, and
2: pop. God, I mean, that's almost, like, Ray, Ray Charles was way, I think, more...
0: But like you send me and stuff is also the beginnings of like really R and B. Sure, but
2: I, I'm I'm just talking about popular music. I, I think Ray Charles was way, well like way more known probably than Sam. Was. I don't
0: think so. I don't That'd It's so. interesting. It's true because I know mm, no.
3: Sam. Was I'm talking pro-
2: to a wider audience.
3: Yeah, no more. I, I would I say he's so. yeah. he had more hits. Well, For he sure. lived a lot
2: longer too. Like, well, yeah, yeah
3: exactly. He he got he to was, he,
2: was, he got to. I'm, I'm even talking Diet about then in the 50s and, the and 60s. And I mean, he had he had hits starting in 53. I mean, Sam Cooke was what early 60s.
3: Sam Cooke, people would know it if they heard it, but they don't know the name as well. Like, I mean, I know, Aretha our, Franklin
0: was in love with Sam Cooke, like when she was a yeah, teenager. So that I'd say in like, like music known. groups, yeah. well, like, but the, he was
2: clearly known. Uh, what I'm saying is, Ray Charles was known
0: beyond. Sam Cooke had 29 singles that charted in the top 40 of the Billboard pop singles. 29.
2: Okay. How many did Ray Charles have?
0: I don't know, but 29 by time. <laughs> I'm not
2: saying he wasn't but popular. Just hold on, I'm listen, saying- I'm,
0: we're talking 29 in like a three or four year period or a five year period. It's crazy. Sam Cooke went solo in 57. That released is crazy. a string of hits. You Send Me, which came out in 57, which I didn't realize it was that young, that early, honestly. I didn't either. Yeah. I know he was massive. My whole point is popular music wise. People more people
2: yes. knew who Ray Charles was. Yes, I, I would, I would, I would uh, think
3: I, I concur. Oh, um, it, anyway, it'd be hard to see, it, it'd be hard let's to just compare. turn the it, ship it, back around here.
0: But anyway, those are the two biggest, I think, early voices probably oh, in Josh. R&B
3: What did you I'm ask? Old. My favorite part, <laughs> and tell her that
1: I'm all alone by the time I come from one four, I hear her on my door.
0: What's your favorite part, Neil? Is there a, like, is there? A...
3: I mean, it's an easy answer, but just his delivery throughout the song, especially when he his voice cracks, like "Oh my God!" Like, yeah. There's a couple different times where it cracks during the recording, and that speaks to, to to just the rough nature. Like, it's so polished right away. Like that, let let me tell you is so strong. Let me tell you, but, like he's just he's punching you in the face with like amazing vocals throughout this whole song and it is very poppy and clean and kind of big band jazzy but he kind of brings it all home like it's still (laughs) nightclubby it still feels like
0: you're in a nightclub with him yeah yeah
3: i
2: i I don't dislike his delivery at all for some reason his voice is not it's not my top five it's probably not in my top 10 Mm. it's smooth it's it's raspy and it sounds amazing I mean, don't get don't get me wrong but it, it I don't know. I, I kind of gravitate to more towards his sound in general. Like Let his me, voice accompanies what he's doing so well. It, it's you, not really his voice that stands out. I don't think.
3: Have you ever really just like put on some Ray albums and listened to it? Absolutely. Okay. I'm
0: listening to a lot of Ray Charles for myself, in my life. Like hard, like the way he sings blues. It's so fucking nasty. Like, hard yes. times. I had one well, and it's, I? like, so full and so rich. It's not like a blues singer in a juke joint. It's like a belty, churchy, uh, Mahalia Jackson-type blues yeah. singer.
3: Yeah. My favorite of his is, uh, or the favorite, kind of more bluesy, is Come Back, Baby. Because he does the, like, the his voice cracks a lot. And he's just like, Come Back, Baby.
2: Let's talk yeah, it over I, one more
3: time I, I, I do like when his
2: delivery is a little more subtle And a little more like quiet Cause he he does like He cracks more and he does this Like this stuff A song like this of him and like what I say And stuff like that, that's just more about the sound in general For me, it's mm-hmm. not like the yeah. voice isn't the well, stand Yeah, What out. I'd
3: say is definitely just Just a great song In the evening when
1: the sun goes down When there is nobody else around as you hold me tight. My, my favorite part is, is
2: basically what I just said. Right. The the way the production and the lyric make it fun and and kind of create the energy of bouncy. I, I said a couple weeks, I I don't know, whenever we did the Neil Diamond when I said, Oh, the song is just one big hook. I was wrong. This song is just one big like you can literally sing any line to this song. There have been multiple periods throughout the yeah. week where I'm not not singing the chorus, not singing the bridge. Not singing the verse. I'll, all of them. And, and, you know, I could be like,
1: in the morning when the sun goes down.
2: And, yes. and And then I'll be like, because I know.
1: Yes, I know.
2: And then I'll, you know, be like,
1: when should
3: I? <laughs> oh, my dog. So, well, yeah. Yes, I agree. And the reason it is like that is because there are so many stops. Everything's just segmented in. Hallelujah, said "Love lover. So like, that's a part. And then it's everything. It just keeps stopping and letting him shine. Verse,
2: chorus, bridge, solo. It's kind of got everything that
1: mm-hmm.
2: is just your traditional song. And I, I'm not really sure how... I mean, I guess that was traditional before him, right?
0: Well, I th- yeah, I think it's... I th- the, I, I'm not totally sure. But I think the form is like AABA. I think is the form. Because it has like, you know, it does something, does it again, that does something different, then it goes back to the first part.
3: Just the Atlantic years, they know what they were doing. Just set up mics, get the band in here, and let Ray cook. It doesn't seem like there was much to it, other than just they had a great studio setup and sound there was no garage band they weren't tracking they were like they hit record and watched yeah, shine. And yeah I, like,
2: it says i mean wexler's the producer but it, i mean I, I can't imagine that all, most decisions made inside that that studio were ray directed
0: i bet you it was tom dowd who was engineering it too, who engineered layla and all that stuff he had like kind of invented multi-track recording he worked at atlantic he mm-hmm. was on the manhattan project uh-huh. and all that stuff like he's a, funny, he's yeah, like, yeah, we, we've yeah. talked to, we've
2: talked about him on here. before. Yeah, there's an and amazing
0: that, movie about him called Tom Dowd and the Language of Music. Where I can't find it anywhere. Every hmm. now, na- like copies will pop up, like DVDs will pop up on eBay. They're like sixty bucks. Like I can never find one
2: cheap. Wexler was like Dowd wants all the credit. Get exactly. out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take it out of publication. Uh, just wipe I was going to say
0: wipe it, it. it feels it feels like a Jack Russell of a song, the Jack Russell Terrier, because <laughs> it's just so like energetic and just like <laughs>
3: it's it's a dog with the zoomies. Well, not,
0: I think the ingenuity or the the innovation of the song, kind of Josh, to your point, is the combining of instruments and songwriting, maybe in a way that had never were like it had, things hadn't been so radio friendly, maybe and so big bandy because it's it's almost a little like a little Duke Ellington in there, yeah, but then yeah. it's also like Louis Jordan kind of like. Caldon, it's like definitely would have I think you know come from that school, but it's but something it's, like but It's, that, it's like a little more
2: bluesy. But it's almost like you know? Beatles
0: songwriting. It's like very fucking oh, succinct yeah. pop songwriting. Well
2: and the Beatles played this song exactly. on, like when while touring in sixty to sixty two, you know, all the time. Yeah, right. And and I could see that this would be a super fun song to play live, if 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 your band was tight enough to to to, to, to interpret it that way. And well, let, let's just hit on the B part real quick. We haven't really talked about that. Lyrically, probably my least favorite part of the song, but the knocks are just mm-hmm. fantastic. The knocks are nice. In there,
3: I feel like this yeah, whole song is just about the arrangement. There's nothing very special about what's. It's the performance and the arrangement, just kind of putting all this together with all the stops. This B section, because um, yeah, I mean, to your point, Josh, I, I don't find anything special about really any of the lyrics. It's just a vehicle for him to shine. The lyrics are tight they are I mean, they taking... are, and it's a good message I'm just saying like it's I'm not blown away they're just they lyrics to bring this vibe to you yeah
0: it's not lyric driven yeah yeah but he's so good he,
3: he is throwing mm-hmm. kind of
2: like he's using a like the the lyric is very gospel but with like a I love you baby vibe instead of like I love you Jesus vibe you know <laughs> I mean-
3: mm-hmm. yeah I mean well it's hallelujah for if... for God's Yeah. <laughs>
2: For goodness sakes. I, I think that brings us to the vibe time section of this podcast. I think that uh, means that the music should be cued in three,
0: two, one. I'm picking up good. <laughs> <vibrations>. <laughs> Jonathan, it's your song. When, when do you want to hear this? When do I want to hear this song? Besides any time. This is a fun song to be driving down the road to because you can just kind of be bopping along and tapping on the. This kind of you yeah. might hit the horn on the or something just like, I mean like it, it's the dash. This Fuck kind of song that. you sing and point at people in traffic and they they don't mind it. So that dude's just having a good time. They're like, what the? Is
3: that right Charles? hmm
0: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Neil, what you got?
3: Um, I'd say a nice dinner party, or afterwards while you're playing board mm-hmm.
2: games. <laughs> Ooh, a board game song.
3: Now, well, to that point, like I think this song um, and a lot of Ray is just such a good pull anytime. I, I don't think it ever disappoints. It's very unexpected. If you just if you kind of if you're going over putting on a tune, you put on some good Ray. People are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, he's really good."
2: You know, I would agree anytime, but especially in the morning. Yeah. When when my late when my lady brings me my favorite when the cup. sun comes up. <laughs> of tea, not coffee. I'm a tea drinker. You're but, a tea uh, drinker. You get my get my tea in the morning. Pinky in or out. Ho-
0: you pissy <laughs> man. Always,
2: always in. A tea drinker. <laughs> my pinky is always in. All right. In what? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's always at ease <laughs> it's always it's always at ease and uh speaking of peak, Pinkies being in uh, i I think we should and uh, Terriers. I, I think that's the that's the time you need to slip under the influence, oh my Christ. Uh, before the pinky goes in uh Jonathan, what do you think this was influenced by influence moving forward recommendations if you like this song?
0: Well, I happen to have a little insight into that um there is an album I have called ray charles music that matters to me it's an album they did this series uh i don't know 2000s or something where they had different artists make compilations of songs and tracks and artists that influenced them well, it was actually called ray charles music that matters to him and it's you hear it on like duke ellington's on there nat King cole's mm-hmm. on there art tatum's on there um there's this there's some great stuff there's a great track called uh uh, Hank Jones, were all together. There's another tune by um, Oscar Peterson and Clark Terry called Brotherhood of, Brotherhood of Man, which is one of my favorite jazz tunes of all time. Some singers called the Swan Silvertone Singers doing a tune called Mary, Don't You Weep. Also, here's like uh, Louis Jordan, um, Caledonia, that kind of stuff. And in terms of what it nice. influenced, it literally influenced everything that came after it. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, even if it's shit like Radiohead and stuff that doesn't sound like it has anything to do with it, it's still in there.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, Neil. What you got?
0: Yeah,
3: um, and I would second that point, Jonathan. It's it's influenced so much, um, and I love that at some point he just kind of went country as well, and just got way into doing country songs. He, he's his just his influence is uh, unmatched in some ways, and it's hard to say what influenced this. Obviously, we talked about that Ike Turner song. Stuff like this almost seems like a culmination of music up into that point. Like he's taken he's taken everything from Louis and Gershwin and. You know, Nat King Cole and stuff like that, but And the church. And the and the church. God damn it. <laughs> Did Darius Rucker take his cues from Ray Charles? Heading to country?
0: I don't know who he <laughs> takes his cues from. <laughs> <laughs> Besides fucking old o- Crow. Was Ray o- the original Hootie? the <laughs> Hoot <laughs> from Hootie? I don't think to- we need to attribute that to Ray. We can, we can.
2: We, you don't want to draw a direct line from Ray to Hootie? I mean, Hootie is,
0: in the, Hootie is in the everything after him fucking <laughs> ca- umbrella, so yeah, it's sure. my new That's book true. coming
3: out from Ray to Rucker by Neil <laughs> by, Ray to Rucker by the honorable the hist- mention, Neil
2: Marks. The history of pop music. Um, <laughs> Ray, well,
3: Ray to Rucker by the honorable
2: I have, mention. I have nothing to add to those influences except for you know, I did listen to this album the it's, it's actually his first LP it's called Ray Charles or just it, actually Ray Charles and in parentheses, hallelujah. I love her. So, and, and it, it's a fun, it's a fun album to listen to. It's it's early Ray and it's got a few of the songs that, what year you know, it? he's already released like mess around. It's, it's 56,
0: nice. but
2: he had just really done singles and B sides up until then. So like, you know, it's got hallelujah. It's got mess around. It's got, I got a woman, um, but, you know, it's got it's got some A Fool for You is a good tune, uh, Funny But I Still Love You, Come Back Baby. You know, just a lot of fun little poppy songs. I'll like, tell you a,
0: th- a thing I do like that he does, maybe folks may not have heard, he does a, a great version of Eleanor Rigby that I actually like more. Right? The, the Beatles version always kind of got my nerves, honestly. But I like,
2: totally agree. His version is so better badass. than the Beatles version. And, well, speaking of the Beatles and covers... <laughs> it's a perfect time for us to grab the flashlight and make a pillow for it and talk about the covers that we heard of the song. Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? Uh,
0: uh, The animals cover, you know, I've heard, which is great. Um, I think I've heard, I think I've heard that Beatles cover. Uh, There's a live version, obviously, which isn't a cover, but one of the, I think the first version I really heard a lot was a live version. And it's just as good as the, if not better, even than the, uh, In the studio and it's just so cool that someone can like you said be that tight one thing um i read his autobiography years ago it's very cool i was actually living in koreatown and i read it and he's like and then in whatever year i built a studio at such and such such and such washington boulevard and it was like fucking like a mile and a half from me and when you've been reading someone's autobiography and you can like actually I just went and stood outside the studio and was just like holy shit and the reason i think one thing you have to think about why they're so tight is the drummer's obviously is you know keeps the time and like ray charles like actually like he's like i should apologize to some of the drummers i played with because he was like i was really hard on drummers and i was like dude if he's apologizing like i don't think he, at least according to the movie he didn't even apologize to his wife for being addicted to fucking heroin but like he apologizing to the drummers for like acting like it's like damn he must have been fucking hard core on some drummers
2: uh-huh. don't be fucking around don't drummers find you, Dama and Neil, what, uh,
0: that is not true, your, Do not, Josh, all drummers I'm, totally disregard what Josh is talking about right now, he's just a singer, <laughs> he kidding. doesn't know what he's talking about, I
2: was, I'm just a singer, and actually not a rock and roll band <laughs> at this moment, I'm just uh, a Neil. singer
3: on a rock and roll pod,
2: <laughs> Neil, what covers did you listen to, well, shower us with your covers,
3: well, I will in a second, but, Just talking about watching this live, it's so cool to see just Ray, a bass player, and a drummer, and then like nine horns to the left. But anyway, on to covers. Uh, Frank Sinatra does a great version. I mean... It's
2: overly dramatic.
3: It is. Well, it's Frank. In Sinatra's way, yeah. Um, Humble Pie does a live version, which I was was excited to listen to, but Marriott (laughs) didn't sing it. And I was like, why isn't Steve singing the song? (laughs) Where's (laughs) the Um,
2: yeah, they were. They were. He was reaching.
3: And then uh, Willie and Winton Mars- Marsalis, sure, cool yeah. really good. Um, it's just Willie doing anything. I think I feel like Willie does everything. Will like so does many smell, people have like covered the song. Um, <laughs> and Johnny, your boy Hugh Laurie, has a version. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> oh, a he's Lord. a he's a oh my he's god. A pianist. Hallelujah, said I love her so.
2: Hallelujah, say I love her so. Is uh, um, um, this a
3: Ringo? Was that the Ringo version? Um. <laughs>
2: the The Beatles version, like we kind of mentioned, the sound quality is not. good. I mean, it's like a bootleg live recording. It's not. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like you can it's hardly ba- hear yeah, it. It's
3: It's It's terrible.
2: Uh, a, a young Stevie Wonder does it, which is, it, it it sounds fine. That's not my favorite. Stevie Wonder is like young is like young Motown Stevie. The Eddie Cochran does it. Pass. As usual on these Eddie Cochran songs that he covers, uh, Conway Twitty does a rockabilly version. How's that? Pretty early. It's cool. I bet. I, I like He's it. Got a good voice. I like it. The sideburns. Um, it's the way to the sideburns. Yeah, yeah. The the Righteous Brothers do it, but like it, I, they almost like add some melancholy to it that is not in any way associated with the song it so it's dark
3: it, and mysterious
2: yeah it's like <laughs> in the evening when the sun goes down you know and you're just like i want to oh, hear man. william
0: shatner do this like he does rocket man in the evening <laughs> when the sun goes down stardate
1: <laughs> she
2: comes up uh, he's in space knock, knocking on my door right uh, Speaking of knocking on doors, also we should mention, other than um, uh, Ray Charles, vocal and piano, and Don Wilkerson, the Ray Charles Orchestra is adding the instrumentation. Couldn't Do you find think they music.
0: were called that before they played with him? <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> guys, you should they,
2: know have they were called they were called the, were called the uh, guitar assembly players. If I could, that's
0: um, like Christopher <laughs> Moltisanti on The Simpsons is always talking about how I mean on The Sopranos rather is the always whole, talking the about assembly uh, players. But uh, Christopher Moltisanti on The the Sopranos is always talking about how uh, the coincidence that Lou Gehrig had Lou Gehrig's disease. (laughs) What are the chances?
2: chances? Well, hey, Lou Lou Gehrig's disease fit like a
0: shoe, maybe? more like Um, an iron (laughs) lung, I think, was kind of the fit, really. (laughs) All-encompassing, giving you life kind of situation here. Well,
2: for our intent, for our intents and purposes, why don't we talk about how the shoe fits specifically this song, Jonathan?
0: It fits like some kind of like '50s dancing shoes. I'm not sure what Mm -hmm. kids danced Mm -hmm. in back then, but some kind of like,
2: like a clog.
0: No, not. I didn't say a corrective (laughs) shoe. I said a <laughs> oh, I, you were, I didn't say <laughs> 1750s. All right, fine. A fucking eight eyelet black Oxford. Fine. Uh, That's what it fits like.
2: Nice. I like the specificity. I thought you might. <laughs> Neil, how does your shoe fit? Um, like a desert well, island?
3: Well, I was going to go with dancing shoes. You took it, Johnny. So <laughs> I'll go with um, definitely fits like a cozy slipper. I don't know. If I'm listening to Ray, I mean, I think it's good times. Like. I, yeah. I can see people listening to Ray in bad times. He's got some sad songs. But for the most part, if I'm putting on Ray, I'm in a good mood with some slippers on.
2: I was, I was hoping for a hammock in a desert island. Um, <laughs> I,
3: I, had, I had a lead Fits pipe. like coconut
0: sandals.
2: Coconut sandals. Um, I think these fit like my Sunday finest.
3: Sunday finest? Or
2: Sunday's finest. My Sunday's finest. Your
3: Sundays. Sunday's best?
0: My Sunday's best. Just. I'm like your Sunday police sh- officers? <laughs> no. <laughs> you said Sunday's finest. That's usually like LA's finest is our police force.
2: Oh, oh I got it. It didn't go over my head, it went
0: under my head. I think chin. it slammed right into your forehead, and bounced right off. <laughs> and I was like, don't! Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but, it's, but it's such a not a. I, it, there, is, there is a. It's shiny, a, it's polished. There's an innocence to it, too. It's not no, like yeah. down and dirty. It's not the night time is the right time. No, it's not, baby! Exactly. Uh,
2: (laughs) And on on that note, our late-night cover of Ray Charles. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love her so.
1: Let me tell you about the girl I know She's my baby and she lives next door Every morning when the sun come up She brings me coffee and my favorite cup That's why I know Yes, I know Hallelujah, I just love her so When I'm in trouble and I have no friend I know she'll go with me until the end Everybody asks me how I know I smile at them and say she told me so Smile, I know Oh, I know Hallelujah, I just love her so Now if I call her on the telephone And tell her that I'm all alone By the time I count from one to four I hear her on my door in the evening when the sun goes down when there is nobody else around she kisses me and she holds me tight tells me daddy everything's all right that's why i know yes i know hallelujah i just love her so I call her on the telephone And tell her that I'm all alone By the time I count from one to four I hear her on my door In the evening when the sun goes down When there is nobody else around She kisses me and she holds me tight tells me daddy everything's alright, that's why I know, yes I know, hallelujah, yes I love her so, that's why I know, yes I know, hallelujah, I just love her so, that's why I know, yes I know. Just love her. So.
2: That's the one. The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond and Neil Marsh. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at PodGayBrock. Next week is Neil's week, so Neil, what will we be discussing?
3: We'll be listening to the song Road to Nowhere by the Talking Heads. Can't wait!